Hello everyone, I'm Ksenia from Ukraine and I don't have a driver license, but I already was a second pilot on the plane. That's Ksenia from M24. This week we're diving deep into Ksenia's story on humans of Minerva. Welcome to Heroes of Minerva, a podcast that captures the interesting stories of Heroes of Minerva. I'm your host, Gabriel da Silva, and today I'll be sitting down with Xenia from M24. Hi, Xenia. Hello. Gabriel, how was your day? It was good. Then we rushed with capstone and other things. But I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us today. I am very curious. How is it possible for someone to not have a driver's license, but had been a co-pilot in an airplane. How did that happen? I think you just need to say yes to all opportunities that come to your life. <laughs> and I still didn't say yes to the people who give me a driver's license. They just didn't offer that to me yet. But it was just a funny story that cost family of my friend invited me over that winter. And then a cost father is a pilot. It's his hobby. She's reported that. And to keep his pilot license, he needs to have a particular amount of flights during the year. And he has urgent need before the end of the year because it was New Year's soon. He needed to have five more flights and he needed second pilot. And it's okay to be a second pilot if you don't have a pilot license. I don't know how it would work. I was referred to <laughs> But at the end of the day, I just seated next to him and we had five flights paid for, for 20 minutes each. And he gave me the full control for several flights and it was so much fun and then kind of whiskey person. So I just went down and out and he was shocked by me, but I was I'm so proud of myself because I was 18 already. <laughs> That's very cool. The way you phrased it, reminded me of this movie with Jim Carrey. Yes, always think yes. Yeah, up and sit in us. So it influenced me a lot when I was like 10 or something, death of the members to show me. It's how I ended up in Minerva saying yes. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a really good investment. Hey, people, make sure that you show up that will be your kids. <laughs> but I'm curious. You mentioned you were an exchange student because you had a host family. Not me, my friend. Your friend. Yes. So basically, it's also funny. So if you want to yeah. share yeah. that I have such a great friend. She's also Minerva. Okay, man, Helen. She is to come here. <laughs> and uh, it was a flex exchange program that gives opportunities to students outside of U.S. to go to the U.S. for a year to the high school and learn with the local students. So basically just like exchange culture, the same thing in Norway, but over there's a period of time. And uh, she came there and she had a conversation when she was already in Minerva, just FaceTime her family. And I came to her to give her plate and I was like, wow, it's your first family. Hi, host father, first mother. I know that you treated Helen so well. Thank you so much for this. I'm so happy that she had such a great experience with you. Bye. And then ran away because I had a class. And then in two weeks, Helen came to me and told that these beautiful people bought me tickets to North Dakota to them just because they liked me during this one minute conversation. And I spent two weeks with them and it was the best Christmas that I had because it was the most you know, American classic movie Christmas with all red and green box, so many I know, gifts, emotions, second pilot. It was so cool. Then, yeah, this really say yes thing is working for you. I'm inspired. Where do you think this started? Is this something that you feel has been going on with you throughout your life? I think so. I didn't 
feel that I'm a kind of dynamic person, very proactive. Something that my parents brought to me, my high school brought to me, because it also was high school that tried to build us as leaders and to changers of the world. It just something that natural and by different occasions came to my life. Also, I really believe in science and your surroundings, that both of them influences you. Science in the context of if you see a particular email, that comes to you and tells you that there is this particular scholarship. Somehow it ended up in your mailbox, so check it out. Or this particular advertising, or this particular conversation, and someone mentions that opportunity there. Just follow it. Probably it's going to work, probably it's going to just give you an experience of publication there. But just follow. For some reasons, it came to my life or to your life. Trust it. That's interesting. Can you think of the first time you had this kind of of awareness or one of the first experiences you had with this? It's a Ukraine Global Scholars Community. It's a non-profit organization that was organized by the undergraduate students from Harvard, Stanford, and other Ivy universities, but they're Ukrainians by which. And they organized it to help high school students to apply to US. And then you can come back to Ukraine to develop the economy, political independence, what you study, basically. And the thing is that my friend applied there together with me, not actually not together with me. She applied just there and I found out about it. And I thought, okay, I should try it. It didn't work for the first year, but I was accepted the second year. And then we stopped talking with this friend. Like we, we're not friends anymore. We end up really bad. I was so heartbroken. And then I just sit and tried to think what good was in this friendship. And then I realized that this opportunity, because without this opportunity, I wouldn't find out about Venera. I wouldn't find out about like application to this, but all opportunities that you can have, SAT tests, writing essays, making a CV, crazy and words, everything. The purpose of me having this friend all over the French world wasn't good, was this particular opportunity. And I started to feel so grateful for this. That's really beautiful. I've been recently thinking about this because I think with our life up in there, but we travel so much around. And in some cities, I've been lucky enough to make local friends. Mm -hmm. But sometimes with the craziness of Minerva, it's hard to keep the same level of depth in those friendships. When you had a great friend in Germany, I was just telling my roommate yesterday that with this friend, we would go out every weekend and we would walk for five, six, one time seven hours in Berlin and just talk our life. And we did that almost made think. Right. We did that almost every weekend. And we had so much fun and it was so nice. But moving around and having completely different lives and being completely different time zones doesn't allow you to have that kind of bond all the time, right? It changes the nature of relationships. There's something to be said about being grateful for things that were what they were for a period of time. But definitely. Even if they weren't forever, we can still learn so much from them. But short question, how did you manage to make such a meaningful relations in Berlin to walk with someone for seven hours? It's the craziest day ever. So I got to Berlin and I was like, I really want to make local friends. And I heard that Bubbo now had a friendship version Well, Bubbo BFS. I have never heard about it. You've never heard of it? No. So in Bubbo they have dates and they didn't have Bubbo BFF and they have a professional one that no one uses. I was like, that's really interesting. I'm going to try Bumble BFF. I created my profile, photo, whatever. That's why I deal on a few people and had some weird conversations. And then this specific guy, his name was Jan. He was doing political science. And we started talking and he was like, oh, you're from Brazil. 
and he said something like, it's very interesting how you guys have so much corruption. And I was semi-offended. But I thought that was a very interesting topic to talk about. So I just said, oh, that's super cool. Let's go out someday and talk about politics. And I would love to learn from his perspective. And it just which became a big friendship. It was so refreshing because it's really nice. Many times I really appreciate having someone outside of the mineral communities. Definitely going out of the bubble is something that is trolling you in our work. But it's difficult, and I'm really happy that you managed to do a great job in it. <laughs> it was really nice, and I feel learned so much about the city. We sometimes forget what real life is like, because we live in such a bubble, in such a... Yeah, no rich seas, no alone, no assignments. And even the way we experience the city, the houses we live in, the neighborhoods we're in, the access to culture, to education, to so many things that we have, or to a specific quiz that we think they should be done, or... All of that is very different from some other people. So it was really cool. Beat for space to But as we're talking about your experience, it's really interesting to see all of these mindsets that you have developed. And I'm curious to hear about the environment you grew up in. And in fact, this is a phrase that I've heard someone else ask. Tell me a little bit about the love that you grew up with. Oh my God, I really love this question and I think I really love to answer it because I adore talking about my family. I think that it's one of the healthiest family that I have ever seen in my life. And I'm really caring friend. So I try to ask questions about my friend's family situation and they see that it can be not that easy sometimes. But in my case, the way my parents supported me it's something that I admire a lot, and it's very different type of support from my mom and from my dad, because my dad is kind of advisor, the one who is thinking about me. I don't want to say the best one, but investment in the future of the world. And he's very strict. If she's not agree with my strategy, he's going to tell me, you should try this or this. Let's think, let's brainstorm. He's not that supportive if he thinks opposite. But my mom is very easygoing and she's believing in me that much that I just can't say that I've ever met someone who believes in something that much. <laughs> okay, you will definitely do it. Why still doubt yourself? Why still not sure in it? You should go do this and it's going to be fine. I believe in you. And it definitely something that gives me so much energy. And I also have a little brother. I can see that my parents do the same thing to him. And the only one late to be adult and see how they treat the kid in our family. I started to notice all these great patterns that they did. Of course, there are always problems. Together with this, it comes that it's very difficult for them to let me go to another country, or it's really difficult for them to accept that I'm an adult and that I have my own life, my own job decisions, that even if they support that, they still don't want me to be that far away, then busy, they care about me, but in the context of me being child in this family. I'm so lucky and I'm so grateful for this until the end of my life. That's really beautiful. And you mentioned these roles of your parents in your life and I think they're very anchored in what you're going through right now with job decisions. But let me dig just a bit deeper into how was that growing up then? When you didn't have to make decisions about jobs or anything, how were they with you? Did your dad still have this role of advisor and were your mom still the support? My parents really educated me a lot. It wasn't that they asked me questions, but they gave me information without making a decision. For example, my father was always very open with me about the financial situation in my family. 
I knew how much my family earns, how they spend money. My father showed the Excel spreadsheet of this money we spent on the food, this money for traveling, this money for savings. I remember I was five years old and he explained me all these details and he gave me information, but he didn't tell me that when you have money, spend them this way, or we give you money, spend them this way. He taught me that there are decisions that you need to make, but it's your thing to make them. So it felt even when I was younger, it felt that I made decisions instead of me. I even changed the high school. I was in a usual high school, but the last three years I spent in the last room, that is high school, in computer science, math, physics, more difficult part, law classes, a higher level. And my parents didn't tell me, you should go there and study there. They were like, let's try these courses that required for applying there. If you like it, you will go. If not, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And kind of, they know, they give me this input, but they still left it for me. That's really beautiful, Xenia. And we've heard a lot of interesting parts of your family. And that's so cool to see that this kind of family exists. You had autonomy and you felt loved, supported. Was there any weird belief you had about the world or anything like that because of the way you were raised? Definitely. Sometimes I compared myself two years ago before coming to Minerva that there is trees that just grow know, everywhere. They don't need specific conditions. They just, I know, literal everywhere. There's particular type of flowers or fruits that can be grown only in this particular place with this particular caring process. And I feel that because my parents always provided me with this caring, I kind of wasn't prepared for the difficulties that come outside of the family. But not everyone is going to cook soup for you when you are sick. Not everyone uh, is going to do only good things to you. Not everyone is willing to pay attention to you when you talk. And at this moment, I just kind of started to face the reality. Sometimes it was painful, harmful, but I think it's good that it's not what my parents did to me. That they show me there is a good side, there is a way to make your life beautiful. You can build your family that is going to make your life beautiful. You can meet your friends that is going to make your life beautiful. There are people outside of your comfort zone. You can deal with it, you can become stronger. That I wasn't prepared for this before, but Right now, I've took all good lessons from this. I love the metaphor of the tree. I'm going to steal that for sure. Of course. That's really cute to think that they gave you a good enough foundation. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that if at some point, to use the tree analogy, you had to lose your leaves yeah. facing the reality of the world. But the root was strong enough. But I see. For what? Just blossom again. It's really cool. I love, yeah. It's kind of was a intro in my life, but that's spring can get Yes. <laughs> I think I'm this. I'm ready to go buy some flowers after. <laughs> After this conversation, and talking about this hardest part, let's think now of your life as a video game. Mm -hmm. What was the hardest part where you started to face things and maybe it was hard to overcome? Or is there anything like that that you have faced? Oh my God. For some reasons, I have so many things in my head right now just because I can't fully eradicate them. Because I'm Ukrainian and being in Latina, I already know how does it feel when there is a war in your country. I would definitely run it sometime in the first place, but I don't want to ignore moments when I felt that I was going through the war alone. It was moments when my grandma passed away and it was the semester in Seoul and it was really difficult because we were so close and uh, she died because of COVID, so it was unexpected death. And I couldn't come to Ukraine to visit her. There also was a definitely moment in my personal life, friendships, 
unsuccessful application to universities and everything. And you would feel that you are the only one who goes for this because no one actually experiences, but you're letting the context of war. It's the biggest challenge, the problem, the hardest level in my life. Because I know you just start to see that on the global level, bad decisions are made, that there is a constant danger to so many people. And then me accepting it, it's very difficult to me understanding that I have no idea of what to do, how to change it, no power decision. That's a problem. That's something that is about it. Um, I'm so sorry. Those are such hard uh, situations, right? I went through similar things in my health. I had health changes that were very sudden as well. The reality of not having control of life is so tough because we generally don't have to think about that, thankfully. If something will happen, it means that it's the way it should. I will accept it. I will do my best to accept it. But right now I do everything that I can to make sure that I will put it in this warning. So yeah. That's cool. And that's really cool to think also that one good way to cope with bad things is thinking that I can change the direction of that, right? I can make bad things when possible, of course, into good things or better things for others. And I'm kind of explored a bunch of your, uh, how have you processed these moments? What helped you basically to get through it? I have this theory that if you're a good person, nothing bad happens with you. If you do something bad, something bad will happen with you. So I just try to do as many good things as he can. Mm. Good things to my family, good things to random strangers on the street. And having a belief that it's something that protects me, protects my family, protects anyone that I love, that like if I contrast with bring good things to this world, this world will give me back the same thing. And man, I just feel I have a strong belief that. Who is Daniel? A bunch of your dimensions. And I'm wondering, when do you feel the most yourself? And this can be related to what you wear, to the situation you are in to the people you're with, the activities that you do. They have answer food after the put. I also lost that I am a senior musical is when I don't have free time when I have very scheduled day. Do you want me to show you my schedule for today? Oh my god. I think you should see it because it's crazy. It's me today. Like oh, wow. one last with my little brother. I also made a breakfast for my roommate. CS class, some job, pick up visa, making machine transfer. Oh, wow. uh, like tomorrow they guys, <laughs> guys, I'm looking at her calendar here and there is not a single moment of free time tomorrow from seven AM to eleven PM. Everything is completely blocked. <laughs> and, and why do you like this? I feel that my comfort zone is going out of the comfort zone. If I'm not moving if I'm not changing, if I'm not busy, it's not me, it's not something that I'm good with. I can just turn a bed and watch Netflix. Of course they can, of course they get, but if it happens, I know, not that often as such type of schedule okay. is. And I'm just feeling that I'm doing marks with the potential that I have. It's really that feeling for me. That's really interesting. I, just looking at your schedule, feel overwhelmed. How do you deal with that? Don't you ever feel overwhelmed? Like, oh my gosh, I need to do my journaling or go to the gym. 
and I wasn't able to do it all time. And now everything is late from now. How do you deal with those kinds? How do you deal with unpredictability? You know what happened today, right? That I didn't have water in my residence hall. I couldn't have shower. I couldn't do the gym. I couldn't do actually so many things. We tend to have this podcast in the morning. But I just reschedule things constantly. I'm very flexible. If I see that this assignment takes more time or I want to sit and have the conversation and lunch with this person for one hour or more, I try to arrange and adjust my schedule affordably. Like it's, of course, I'm going to postpone something to tomorrow or to the next week. And I just, I just don't see a problem in it. If in the moment with all possible decisions that I can make, I can feel that it's the right decision to still not go do something not good, even staying in a bad longer, then I just need to do this and I'm going to change my schedule. I'm not stuck in it. I just have it to know that I have my to-do list. I know what I need to do. I'm conscious about it. I'm not forget something. I'm fascinated because <laughs> this is such a big paradigm in being well-structured and having so much structure in your life and still staying flexible enough to be okay breaking that schedule. Yeah. I think you're not too bad. It's still your schedule. You're the one who created it. No one told you that it should be this way. So you're the one who can tell that it can be another way. That's really interesting. Do you feel really empowered in your lives? Empowered like I'm a powerful person? Oh, what do we? Do you have a high sense of autonomy? Yeah, I think so. Tell me about it. Something that is feel that. I just, I can't really understand what sense you'd put an autonomy because for me, it's something that is very close to independency. Is it the same for you? It's the same when you're telling me you are the one who created it. You have the power to change it. So to me, that's autonomy. This feel that I have control over my life. Okay. 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 Do you resonate with that or no? I have two perspectives that simultaneously really go together. The first one is that I trust destiny. That means that I accept everything that comes to my life, but at the same time, I feel that power, decision power, I feel the ability to change something. I feel that I'm capable of achieving if I have something on my mind. So I kind of want something. I make particular steps, but I believe that also suggesting it is something that will help me to achieve it even quicker with a higher level, more than I expected. So I think that I can do whatever I want. And there are so many things that help me to do it together. Wow. That's Wow, with India. So right now we've got a good understanding of what are your beliefs? What are your kind of where you came from? You are here at Minerva. What are things that you still want to explore in life? What are you currently interested in? Your job, personal life, but there are so many answers. That's up to you. All of the time. Okay, we still didn't talk about truth and it's a important part of my life. Uh, I'm really sweet right now. My tours, NFT, everything. I was just bought my first NFT and it felt so cool. <laughs> and also because it's for the good causes, it's a real good project that it's a new marketplace that when you buy NFT, you also donate 30% on the good causes. You can choose which one with that thing. And also someone can buy from this NFT three times more. So you A, earn money, B, when someone buys it from you, 30% of this like three times more price goes to the donations. Part of this money goes to you and also I know the whole process of the development of the marketplace and connectedness, I really like it. Something I want to explore is 
developing my own pieces in metaverse. I'm so excited about it and then thinking a lot about it after my internship at the NFT studio in Berlin. It was so nice to see how it works inside and how no one knows where it goes. You really can come to the industry and create your own rules because no one really established them as much as in finance, in consulting and everywhere. And I like this freedom. Mm. I also really want to develop my connectedness to the world, mindfulness, being not in the moment, but be grounded in every moment. Because you can understand when you have such a schedule, it's really very easy to miss what you have inside of you. I'm really satisfied. Are you going in the direction that you want? And I'll wait to develop that at a particular level, but there are always rooms for improvement. So I see myself being even more sure that I'm going in the right direction every step that I do. That's fascinating. How did you get into Web3? Just general interest stuff to share videos on YouTube. And I believe that every generation has their own special chance. Bill Gates was born at that particular year that had gave him all these opportunities of the first PCs and everything. Mm-hmm. And the same as Zuckerberg, you know, so for me, that wasn't a topic at that moment. So he had a chance to develop it. And that lived the generation that had so many opportunities in Web3. So why shouldn't it take it? If I was born this particular year, if I meet this particular people who have interest in it, it means something. I know, I just like the freedom of it. So many ways to become a huge part of it. Industry changer, deal breaker of something. Something <laughs> powerful. Love it. And if there's any issue in the world right now that you'd like to be part of solving, what would that be? Can be big, can be small. Okay, it also relates to my another combo. Is that December? I started to be really into recreation and development and forced recreation. And I found out that there is so many problems like Nigeria, powers here, Venezuela. Wow, oh my God. So many people who try to uh, go as a refugee and they are blocked on the borders and everything. And I was so shocked because I didn't realize that everything is happening in the world. So for me, it's the story of earning money for good causes. And for me right now, like migration is a good cause. I mean, the first one, definitely. The one that is caused by awful conditions that people need to live in. And the fact that so many privileged people just ignore it. They pretend that it doesn't happen. I'm gonna change it. So for me, it's the problem that I would love to change as soon as I can. And for me, the mean is earning money in the way that I still enjoy it. So I have this, and then I will put this financial and energy and I'm just decide to share something to this particular problem. I really about to let people stay at their home if they want to and not be forced to leave at any end of any day. I believe Thank you. I'll take you all of this. I'm like, yes, I am sure you'll be able to do I love that. And now I'm going to move into a fast fire out of questions. So Netflix or YouTube? None of them. Don't like to have extra <laughs> what do you do to remind then? Book? Netflix. Book or a book? Dogs or cats? Dogs. What is your spirit fruit? Mango? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, what is your word of the day? Intentionality. Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap this episode. Xenia, what is the best way for our audience to reach you if they want to connect or have follow up questions? 
I'm not good in answering quick, unfortunately, but Instagram is the best way for informal conversations with me. So it's my first name and last name, but not official version of my first name, not with double I, just one I. Yeah. And also my LinkedIn is going to be my first name and last name. Anything that you're interested in, I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. So text me there. I like to talk there so much. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was really a pleasure and I feel like I learned so much. It's one of the big reasons why I like doing this podcast. It's just the opportunity to hear how other people think and process the world. We do it in very different ways and I just love learning. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me and thank you for being such a good place for that I really enjoyed it so much. Thank you. Yeah. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and automatically get notified about new episodes on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at humansofminerva.podcast for all the latest updates and announcements. And finally, a special thanks to our editor for working her magic on this episode. <laughs>